Oh my goodness. Are you seeing what the, these interest rates are starting to do to the real estate market? Got some very interesting stuff that's coming out of the major metros of Texas. So if you're interested in what we think it's going to happen and what our personal thoughts are, stick tuned to this video and find out. So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera, and this is an investor's journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show. I'm John Barr with an investor's journey, bringing you the best tips, tricks, and strategies to help you succeed in real estate the right way. In this channel, we go over everything that's currently working on our business and some of the things that aren't. So if this stuff sounds interesting to you, we'd love it if you give us a like, subscribe, and share it with somebody you know. So without further ado, let's get right on to the market update. So first up, we have Austin. And we kind of got some really rough news coming out of Austin. So for the month of July, the single family permits were down to 1673. And that is a 14.3% decrease year over year. Two to four units was up a little bit to 47 units. And that's 11.9. And one thing I've been really noticing is these commercial multifamily five plus units are really skyrocketing up to 2,075 permits. And that is a 44.9% increase year over year. Average sales price is still up at 10.79% year over year. And the median sales price is still up uh, 5.2% to 505. Total sales, though, this is where I start to get nervous. Total sales is down 23% to 2,924. Employment numbers are still looking good at 1.31, and that is a 4.43% increase year over year. So unemployment is still looking good. It's just these prices and these interest rates are really starting to affect the market. So it's a total good job gain of 34.88. Unemployment is still sitting great at 3%, and it's 0.06% decrease from the previous month. But the month of inventory is just shy of four months of inventory. It's been a long time since Austin has been that high. And that is a 0.36 month increase from the previous month. And just to give you a little idea where we were at this time last year, September of 21, what is that? Was at 1.22. So now take a look at the median sales price tracked over time going back to June 2010. You can really see the effects coming out of the pandemic and during 2020 and 21, what these ultra low interest rates really have done. And you can see how out of the norm this really was. And what I really think this did is it really pulled from the future earnings, which is why you're starting to see appreciation and price increases really start to flatline and inventory levels really starting to increase. So this is stuff that I want to say when I want you to look at these, I want you to look at what the market did and how it was performing prior to 2020 when everything went crazy with the real estate market. Where you can see that it goes up in the summertime, down in the winter, up in the summertime, down in the winter in an upward trajectory year over year. Now, the market, I think, is going to start returning back to this. How long is it going to take to really kind of find its bottom and increase? Nobody really knows. But I can tell you out of Austin, with their price increases that they were really having these last two years, it is going to become very difficult for people to be able to afford these mortgages at the 7% worth 
where things are kind of hovering at right now. And this is what I'm talking about. You can see that huge jump in appreciation where it was almost hitting 40% in the high 30s for several months in a row. And that really kind of took the price of housing through the absolute roof. So now when you combine that with the interest rate increases, that makes those houses very expensive to own. And now with these new tax rates setting in, it's making it very difficult for houses to be quote unquote affordable in the Austin market. And that's why you're seeing the appreciation levels drop off so dramatically. And I do expect to see Austin over this coming winter months to possibly go zero and even a little bit negative year over year, just because of these interest rates in causing so much pressure on the housing market. Now it's not to say every price point is that bad in Austin. So you can see as I break it out here that the lower the price home you get, the less inventory you still have, meaning it is still what we consider a seller's market where there's more buyers than there are sellers selling into that demand. Problem with Austin though is the bulk of their inventory is in that 500,000 up where you can see the market starting to correct the fastest in the inventory level encroaching on what we call the balanced market of four to six months of inventory. So if you are renovating in Austin, you can find those houses in that 400 and under. That is where I would be investing if I was trying to fix and flip or trying to buy and hold property there within the Austin city limits. So let's go ahead and head over to Dallas Fort Worth. And we got some rough news coming out of there as well. So for July, the single family permits is down 3,393, which is a 20% decrease year over year. And that is a leading indicator of what our inventory levels are going to look like in the coming years as that product come online. And it shows what the builder sentiment is. The two to four units was at 52 and the, just like Austin, the multifamily five plus unit is at 5,019. That's a 213.9% increase year over year. Average sales price still saw a positive gain of 14.23% up to 491.20. Median sales price is still up at 328.200 and has a 13.8% increase year over year. Total sales though, just like Austin, is down 10.23% to 9,407. Employment is still look going good. We gained... 5.61% year over year to 4.106 million. And we gained 7,000 jobs from the previous month. Unemployment is still sitting pretty good at 3.77%. That is a 0.04% decrease from the previous month. Inventory levels though are still extremely low for the Dallas Fort Worth area sitting at 2.37. And that is a 0.23 month increase from the previous month. So inventory is rising, but September of last year, it was down at one. 0.12 months. So inventory levels are still very tight in the Dallas Fort Worth area. I want to go a little deeper about that months of inventory, why that number is so important, especially right now, as everyone's talking that, Oh, the, the housing market's in a correction. What's going to happen? Where's it going to go up, down? Nobody knows, but I do know that what's that month's inventory really means. So a balanced market, take you back to econ 101. Whenever you took that class, the Supply and demand equilibrium is what we call a balanced market. And that sits somewhere between four to six months, depending on who you talk to, where you just get that basic average appreciation and it is a balanced market between buyer and seller. So now let's look at last year and when the inventory levels were at one, what that meant was, is there's way more people trying to buy houses than who was willing to sell their houses. And so that is where that massive upswing and that price increase pressure came from because it is trying to find that balanced market of the price points with the interest rates. Now that interest rates have drastically increased, that's put a lot of pressure on the ability for somebody to be able to afford and buy that house. So that is why you're starting to see inventory starting to lie, rise 
at a very rapid rate is because it is now trying to still find that equilibrium. So now that is where with these high prices and high interest rates that priced out a lot of people not able to buy houses. So now that is putting pressure on the housing prices to increase or to actually stable off or potentially decrease. So that is something we're going to continue to track over these next several months is what the interest rates are doing, what the unemployment is, and what that month's inventory is really doing. So now as you see this thing really climb, we hope that it it stables off and stays that like three, four months and doesn't start tipping into what we call a buyer's market where that number is higher than six months. That means you have way too many people trying to sell their houses and not enough people able to buy or wanting to buy. So that now brings prices down and trying to find that equilibrium once again. So really pay attention to these months of inventory levels as these the market really kind of shifts and changes into the coming months or next year or two. So let's go ahead and take a look at the median sales price going back to 2010. What I want you guys to pay attention here is what the market did and how it behaved prior to 2020. You can really see that it was an upward gradual direction to the right with prices increasing year over year, where it went up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter in a pretty predictable rate. The market will eventually return to that. When that happens, we don't know because you can really see in 2020, the prices just exploded. But in my mind, that really kind of borrowed from future appreciation potential of some of these houses because it pulled everything forward and the price of homes got so high so fast. And now with the higher interest rates, it's trying to bring it back down to that normal growth. But the market will return to that up in the summer, down in the winter at some point in the next, in my mind, maybe like two to three years, we're going to see some volatility between then and now. But the market will return to that baseline that you can see it was doing prior to 2020. Let's take a look at the year over year appreciation levels. And what I'm really focusing here is I want to see what appreciation is really doing back over time and how it kind of performed. So you can see where it exploded over these last couple of years and now it's really starting to fall off. Now, is this going to go negative year over year? Potentially. We'll see how high these interest rates go and who is really able to form and absorb that inventory that is being put on the market. But that is another indicator that we are following that we want to see like what is the overall appreciation rate year over year of housing doing. So now let's take a look at the breakdown of the price points for the months of inventory. So you can see as the homes get more expensive, the inventory levels are rising and getting closer to that four to six months of that balance equilibrium the market's trying to find. But you, what I would do this data and it's exactly what we do with this is we find where the inventory is the lowest and we can supply that inventory. So you can see in Dallas, if you can find houses that for equity purchases, fix and flip, whatever it is that you're doing in that sub $400,000 market, you can see inventory levels are still extremely low. So that's telling us that there are still people trying to buy in that price point and not enough people selling. So if we can buy rental properties or fix and flip properties and feed that demand, that is what we are trying to do as investors and what you can do with this information. So let's over, head over to Houston and see what we got going on over there. So for the month of July, again, the single family permits are down 3270, down 23.4% year over year. So that is a bit concerning. And the two to four units up to 90 and the five plus units, just like everyone else is up 21.1% to just shy of 3000 permits. So the multifamily space is about to get a lot of inventory in the coming years as these buildings get built. Average sales price is up to 422, 240, and that is just shy of a 10% increase year over year. Median sales price to 341, 700, and that is still a 10.2% increase year over year. Total sales, a decrease of those 
almost 19% down to 8,554. So that is concerning as well to see sales decreasing and the number of single family permits decreasing as well, combined with the rising months of inventory. Employment is still looking strong though at 4.51% gain year over year, it gained 1,290 jobs from the previous month. And we were at 3.356 million jobs. Unemployment though is still actually kind of high. It's sitting at 4.78 and that is 0.06% decrease from the previous month. So unemployment is still coming down a little bit, which is good to see, but it's still relatively high compared to the other major metros and the national average. Months of inventory is at 3.17 and that is a 0.4 month increase from the previous month. And just for retrospect, September of 21 was at 1.72 months of inventory. So let's go ahead and take a look at the median sales prices going back to June of 2010, which I have this data for. And what I'm really paying attention, want you to pay attention to here is what the market did prior to 2020. Cause you can see that it was everything in 2020 went kind of parabolic and you can see the graphs just really changing and getting out of norm. And that is not typical for what the real estate market does. And mark my word, the market will eventually return back to its normal state that you can see where it goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter, and just every year it's a little bit higher than it was the prior year. These last couple of years, we've been extremely spoiled with double digit appreciation, still getting double digit appreciation, but that that stuff is not sustainable. And with higher interest rates, that is what it's designed to do is to bring housing down or more, not prices down, but allow the market to adjust and get back to its equilibrium of getting that two to 4% year over year appreciation and get back to a normal market where you have a very balanced market between buyer and seller. So again, this will happen. I don't know how long it'll take. I think it's going to be rough for the next 12 to 18 months, but the market will eventually return back to where it's up in the summer, down in the winter, just a little bit year over year at some point. So make sure you tune every quarter for these updates and you can see where this the month's data looks like and you can use that in your investing moving forward. So let's take a look at the appreciation year over year and why I track this stuff. So you can see coming out of the last, the 2008 financial debacle where you can see the appreciation shot up and then it went down and normalized there from about 15 to 2020 and actually went almost zero that right there at 2020 before the interest rates got extremely low and boosted the economy and boosted home, home appreciation at a very rapid rate. But now you can see that this appreciation rate is coming off and starting to fall at a pretty rapid rate. And this is why I track these things is I want to know what appreciation is doing on a year over year basis and see what the effects of these interest rate increases are really doing. And you can see it's doing exactly what it's designed to do. The higher interest rates means higher payments, which means there's less people to be able to afford higher inventory levels, which means that housing should stable off and get back to that two to 4% year over year appreciation. But we have pulled forward a lot of appreciations last couple of years. So I would not be surprised to see some year over year prices really kind of going zero, maybe a little negative. Negative, and hopefully they get this inflation under control. And they don't have to keep raising rates because as rates rise, it is a direct correlation to what that appreciation is going to do for the housing market and anything else that takes a lot of debt like housing does in multifamily units. Let's go ahead and take a look at the inventory levels based on the price ranges for Houston. And you can see where the in, most in-demand price points is right there in that 200 to 300 thousand dollar price point range. So for us, that's exactly where we would be investing in that market. Cause that's the kind of stuff that we look for. We want to know where the demand is the highest that we can supplement and 
try to provide inventory to that price point. And as prices go up, so does the inventory. So does your level of risk a little bit with those higher inventory levels, but the margins can typically be a little higher. So it depends on your flavor investing and what you're wanting to do. But I still think this is a perfect graph to know what the inventory levels are for the price range for the houses that you are trying to put on the market because the higher inventory, like I said, it puts a little more risk on on it means you do a little higher renovation because you have more competition out there. So definitely look at the inventory levels when you are starting to invest or underwriting a deal that you're potentially trying to buy. So let's head over to San Antonio, which is my home market. So these markets, these are going to look a little different because I do this every month for San Antonio and only do once a quarter for the major metros. So the building permits issued in July was 766 and that's a 41.2% decrease year over year. And to me, that is very concerning uh, being in the single family space of showing what builder sentiment really is. The two to four units at 92, the five plus units up almost 100% from this time last year to 1528. So all four major metros have massive increases in the permits being pulled for multifamily units. Average sales price is up 13.96% to three, 391,000. Median sales price is still up 10.3% year over year to 329,700. So the median sales prices and why I like to track this stuff is I want to see what the market is doing based on what it used to do in the past. Now, everything prior to 2020 was what your balance market really kind of typically looked like. We had a seller's market or yes, a seller's market, just just a little bit. Inventory levels were anywhere in the three to fours and not in these ones and twos that we have been seeing these last two years. So you can see the direct correlation of what those low inventories really do. So when it starts really dropping, the appreciation level starts really going up because it's trying to find that equilibrium but the market will eventually return to what it looked like in 2020 so it's gonna be a little choppy between now and then but it's gonna get back to where it kind of goes up in the summer down in the winter up in the summer and down in the winter and that is what we're looking for and why we look this data is we will try to load up on inventory around that january or really November, December, January timeframe. So we can put those products on the market right there at that March, April, May, June timeframe when that price is really kind of peaking for that cycle of that year. So great information. Make sure you tune in so we can really see what this stuff is doing uh, in the coming months. Now, remember, I put this market out, market update out every single month for San Antonio. Now let's take a look at the year over year appreciation. What I want to track this stuff is I want to see what overall long-term trends of appreciation is really doing. So you can see going back into 2008 where we spiked up and then it just gradually slowly kind of came down until they started raising rates in right there in like 2019. And you can see where it was the biggest squeeze. And then obviously 2020 rates go to zero, appreciation flies through the roof. And that's kind of really what happens with basic economics. But now with these rising interest rates, you can see the appreciation rate is really starting to get starting to fall off. And that's what I want to track over these next several months to see what it's going to do, because that's an indicator for us of what the overall market is really doing. Hopefully they don't bottom out or go zero, but I would not be surprised because we pulled a lot of the future appreciation forward these last two years with these ultra low interest rates. So we only time will tell what the appreciation does. So make sure you tune in every single month to see where the current numbers are coming in at. So back to the numbers of total sales are down 13.3% year over year to 3,272. Some good news is the average rental price is up for 1,888. It's not the highest it's been, but it's up there. And that's 11.2% increase 
year over year. And why I say that's good news is that's because for us as landlords that we have land, we own property, we need to be able to pass on some of this appreciation because with higher appreciation comes higher tax rates, comes higher renovation costs, higher holding costs, higher insurance costs. We have to be able to push some of that onto the tenants because if we can't raise rents, that means that we cannot sustain our properties. We don't have the ample cash flow to provide a good, safe housing product. So with the rising interest rates, it is good to see that the in consumer of the tenants is able to absorb a lot of that. Now, I know that is driving a lot of the appreciation right now or the inflation is because housing is a huge piece of that. But we do need to be able to pass some of that stuff on. And it looks like for right now, the tenant market is actually holding and maintaining these higher rent increases. And uh, that is overall good for landlords in the real estate market that we are able to maintain that. So hopefully they get this inflation thing under control and we can go back to the time frame when it was sitting right around like two, three percent year over year appreciation in the rents. So employment, we are up 3.11% this from this time last year to 1.185 million. And we, but we only lost about 519 jobs in the previous month. So not bad. Unemployment did tick down a little bit to 3.96 and that is 0.05 decrease from the previous month. So unemployment is still holding strong. We hope that number does not increase that much, but the Federal Reserve with the interest rates, they've come out and said that they want to have some job layoffs as the uh, time goes by to get inflation under control. And here's what the 20 year unemployment really looks like and why I track this stuff, because I want to see what unemployment is doing. If I see trends that it's starting to tick up and tick up and tick up, that's going to be concerning to me because that's a leading indicator showing like, hey, uh, if people don't have jobs, that means they can't qualify for mortgages. And if they can't qualify for mortgages, it means they can't buy houses that we're putting on the market or anything that we're doing. Like they are going to go rent. So that, that is good news there. But for our properties, our renovation projects, things that we're putting on the market, I want to know what the unemployment rate is doing over time so I can have a better idea of what the job market's really looking like. So make sure you tune in every month so you can get the most updated information on this. But as things change and as they're talking about, they're trying to increase some, make some unemployment to bring inflation down. This is going to be a very, very important number to really follow and track over the next six, 12 to 18 months. So month's inventory for San Antonio is at 3.06 and that is a 0.23 month increase from the previous month. So another big jump and we're sitting into three months. So that's good that the inventory levels are starting to normalize. Now, hopefully that doesn't go too far and it stays right about there because you can see September of 2019, we were at 3.30. So we are still less than we were before the whole 2020 issue happened, but are in, but because inventory is rising so fast month over month, it does have a lot of people concerned of where the market is going and where it's going to kind of quote unquote bottom out before it stable stabilizes and holds pretty consistent and steady. Well, let's go ahead and look at where the sales volume is actually go, actually taking place and what the inventory's levels are for that. So you can see that we're, we're investors. We follow the data. That's what we do. We don't pick the price points we want to pick just because we want to. We love to stay in that two hundred to $350,000 price point because you look at the inventory levels and that's some of the lowest inventory in, within the city because as the prices go up, those inventory levels do increase as well. You also look at the sales volume that happens. Look at those three price points right there and look at the total number compared to how many total sales. We're almost a third of all the sales for the entire 
Metro happen in that, that those price points, which is why we like to buy and hold rental properties less than that because they're going to appreciate there because inventory levels are going to are so low that prices are going to continue to increase. And another reason we like to do that is because there's so much volume of sales going on. So like I said, we are data investors. We don't aren't emotional about it and you shouldn't be either. But each person likes to invest the way they like to invest. And for us, we like to stay where the inventory levels are the lowest with the highest sales volume to back that information up. Because over time, with that sales pressure, that means that prices might not fall as low and they might increase even faster on a percentage basis as some of the higher price point housing. So I also track months of inventory by zip code because I want to know not only where's the best price points to be going towards, but I want to see what the inventory levels is for that specific zip code. And just to give you an idea of what prices were just two years ago and some of these zip codes, I do go back to September 20 and you can see what this these ultra low interest rates and these ultra low inventory levels do to price points over time. So what that means if you bought a house in 78239 in September of 2020, you would average 222000 If you sold that property today, that you would be selling it for an average price of 285000 That's $63,000 of appreciation purely without doing anything. So you could have bought a house, rented it out, and then resold it for $63,000 profit over that short time frame of those two years. So that is why we like to track these inventory levels is we want to know like, where do people want to live? What is the price points they want? So we can feed inventory into the economics that support our housing and for the demand of properties in that price point and that zip code. Now, the caveat to that is the highest inventory. And now it's not to say these are overall bad zip codes, but they just are much more competitive. Just look at the inventory levels. Now, no prices didn't go from zero to 273,000 in some of these. I just don't have the data from those months. But you can see that prices still do increase in a lot of these zip codes and some of them by very large margins. But you just need to be careful and cautious when investing in these zip codes because with higher levels of inventory, that means there's way more competition when you put your house on the market. So when you are putting properties on the market, you want to make sure you go ahead and put more money into the higher ROI places in your house, like the landscaping, the master bath, the kitchen, make sure you do staging, professional photos, and do anything and everything you can to make sure when you put your house on the market, you are the best looking one because every month you sit on the market every day, we use other people's money. It's costing us money between interest, taxes, insurance, everything. So do everything you can to try to get your house on the market and get it sold as quick as possible. So there you have it, folks. That is this quarter's update for the Texas major markets. Now, again, if you want this information and you want the PDF slides, go ahead and text 210-794-9898. Just text market to that phone number and we'll get you a full copy of it and give you updates when these information comes out every month and every quarter. So everybody hold on. We don't know where the market's going to go, but make sure you tune in every single month because I will bring you the freshest data that I can possibly find so you guys can make the best investment decisions moving forward through these interesting times.